Hello, welcome. My name is Cozy and welcome to Worth the Weight. And today we're going to talk about how diet talk, diet culture is toxic. Now, the reason that I bring up this today is because yesterday I posted on my TikTok, which you can follow me by the way. I'm at Cozy Clark, super duper simple. But um, diet culture is toxic. I, I can't stress that enough. I had a couple of people post, and one person said that she'd been on a diet since she was like four years old. Let me be clear. We should never be having our children be on a diet at four years old, six years old, ten years old. Honestly, our diet, our children shouldn't really be on diets. They should be just practicing healthy habits, just like we should. We should definitely be making sure we're eating enough. They should be making sure they're eating enough. Um, they're growing human beings, and growing human beings deserve to eat food. Human beings in general do not have to work for their food. So a couple of things that stood out for me is the one girl said that her grandmother was giving her dexatrim at a young age, and I'm talking four or ten years old. I can't even remember the exact age. All I know was when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about how egregious and awful that is that we, our grandmother, her grandmother, the mother thought that she was fat and she should be taking Dexatrim to lose weight. When we are small, I will, t I have two children. Now, my daughter, who is 16 now, she, when she would grow, she would get a little pudgy around her stomach area and I knew that she was getting ready to go in for us. Huge growth spurt. And then, so that's what would happen. She would get a little pudgy, gain some weight, and then up she would go and grow two to three inches. And then she would get ready. Like, she might sit like that for a while. And then after a while, she would get a little pudgy again. And then, boom, shoot right back up. And she did that for a very long time until, like, the hormones kicked in. Because teenagers, well, female teenager, teenagers specifically, you know, they start to get boobs and they get butt and, you know, hips. Because that's what we're formed as, as women. You know, we're meant to have fupas because the fupa is what protects our ovaries and our uterus the amazing parts of our body that make us female. And um, if I would have put her on a diet at such a young age, knowing that she's going to be growing anyways, that eventually she'll even out and it'll be fine. And she should be absolutely perfect and feel good about her body no matter what she, no matter what size, shape, or form her body decides to take. But... I just want to say, like, young people, when you mess with things like that, first thing is, is that is a mind F to the brain. I can't remember if I'm allowed to swear, swearing on here, so you'll have to bear with me. It's a mind F of the brain. We are not designed to be on a diet our whole lives. We are definitely not designed to be on a diet at such a young age. We are simply meant to choose healthy foods, try to stay away from processed foods, and balance our diets and when we do all of those things then we never have to be on a diet because our body knows what to do with the food that it's giving it and it's doing what it needs to do like it as it should now I have been on a diet my whole life honestly it's pro not really because 
I really needed to be on a diet. I'm sure of it. But my parents were always on a diet. And when they were always on a diet, I thought I needed to be on a diet. So imagine how that is such a generational thing. That's something generationally that I learned. I learned from my parents. Thing is, my parents are not bad people. They were just generationally thought that that's what they had to be a certain size, a certain pant size, a certain number on the scale in order to be a human, a thin human being and that thin was healthy. And that's not necessarily the case either, which I've talked about so many times. I'll probably talk about it more because that's what I do. Anyways, so they thought they had to be a certain size. And in turn, what happened was that also trickled down to me, trickled down to my brother. And I would say I probably thought I, you know, I didn't really know how to eat healthy until I got older anyways. Um, but I thought that I needed to be on a diet. In fact, I was bigger than the rest of my cousins, and I always thought that I needed to be on a diet because I thought I was overweight, when in actuality, I truly don't believe I really was overweight. But when you think you are, of course you're going to think that you need to be on a diet. So, um, after my mom died, my mom died when I was 13 years old, and I will say I did emotionally eat my feelings. I had no idea how to deal with them. Um, and so what I did was instead of emotionally dealing with them and feeling the feelings and being okay with it, because in my family, again, love my family, love my dad, but it was not okay to cry. It was not okay to show that weakness. It was like there was something wrong with you if you were crying. And so after my mom died, I didn't really cry a lot. I was okay. I was fine. I saw a therapist for a very short period of time when I told her, you know what? I'm good. I don't really need you. But I tell you what, all of those reserved feelings were so pent up for such a long period of time. But boy, did they um, really come out when I started working with a coach. And I do highly recommend working with a coach, whether it's me or whether if it's somebody else who fits your cup of tea. Like you want to find somebody that you trust. You want to find somebody that you can tell who won't be judging you and who's going to give you the steps to help manage your emotions, be okay with your emotions, embody your emotions, and then work through them so that you can become a healthier person on the inside when it comes to mentally. And so after my mom died, I ate my feelings, and I would drink two milkshakes a day. I was home by myself, with my brother sometimes, depending. He, We were kind of both active children as far as he did a lot of Boy Scouts and I did Girl Scouts, but I was home a lot by myself or with just my brother after my mom passed away. And I drank two milkshakes a day because that's what made me feel good and helped me emotionally. And I would say... We as human beings with food, we are constantly looking for food as our comfort. And we do that because that's what we're taught to do. We're taught to when we feel sad, when we are happy, when we break up with our boyfriend, to go for that pint of ice cream. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what we were taught. Or if you're having a sad day, here's some comfort food. It will make you feel better. All emotional attachment. And so, after doing that for a long period of time, I went to England when I was 16 years old and had the privilege of going to England. And I will say I was overweight, I was 16 years old, and still probably, most likely, 
not even probably or most likely, I was still dealing with the aftermath of my mom passing away and really not doing, knowing how to deal with my feelings. But while I was over there, I talked to a lady. Her name was June. And June was skinny mini, by the way. She was tall. She was thin. Um, she had actually overactive thyroid. And, um, but she said to me, don't you want to be thin? Don't you want to be skinny? And I was like, yeah, I do. So I didn't deal with the emotional crap, but what I did do was I stopped drinking two milkshakes a day and cut it back to one, and I started to eat healthier, and I started to walk every single day, and, or I would say I thought I was eating healthier. I'm not so sure I was, um, but all I had to do was go into a calorie deficit, which I absolutely did. By cutting back on one milkshake a day, I did cut back on my calories because I was, I mean, two milkshake day milkshakes a day with probably drinking 1,500 to 2,000 calories just in milkshakes for crying out loud. And I lost a ton of weight to the point of I started running and doing sit-ups and push-ups because I decided I was going to go to the Air Force. And that was probably at a time where, I mean, I didn't really pay attention to my weight. I don't know how much I weighed before I started doing all those things, but I looked better and I felt better. And, um, but now you add in a military and you have to be a certain weight to go in. And I met that weight, but I was borderline line. And imagine as an 18 year old, I was 18 years old, five foot three and 130 pounds. And I would, I was still borderline of not being able to go to the military because I still technically weighed too much or I was close. Like I could possibly not pass because I was to that point there where I was so close that I almost wouldn't have been able to go if I gained any more weight. And that kind of freaked me out a bit. And then I did start gaining weight and I didn't know what to do. And I thought I like I had no idea how to maintain. And I know so many things now that I use. I wish I would have known then and how to take care of my body. And I think that as parents, that's what our job is. Our job is to break the generational curse and teach our children how to just eat healthy and exercise because it's fun and eat healthy because it makes us feel good and manage our feelings and be okay with having feelings. <laughs> so backwards for me. Anyways, and have those feelings and be okay with, listen, you're upset. It's okay to be upset. You're, just tell me how you feel and not covering up it up with food or not covering it up with the gym. I will say going to the gym is a great way to release feelings, but I said the other day, somebody mentioned, well, what triggers you and what emotionally triggers you? And I said, what's wrong with having emotions? We're human beings. And as a human being, you are absolutely allowed to be, feel, and love your emotions. So, um... That was my first stint of, I did lose the weight, I did gain it back, and then when I was like 20 years old, I did it all over again, but then my dieting got even more erratic. Instead of eating healthy and just exercising, I, well, I started walking and it worked again, like I started losing the weight, but then I wanted to go to the army. The Air Force did not work out. The army did not work out, just so you know. I just don't know that it was really meant for me, but when I went to the army, and I actually did, sh I shipped out the day I shipped out, I went down to the military, you know, where you go in and weigh in and 
sign, you know, say your oath and pledge, and you leave for basic training. And the day that that happened, I was three pounds overweight, and they wouldn't allow me to ship out. And that just made me think, huh, that's really, maybe that's not really what I should was meant to be, what, was, what I was meant to do. And so I enrolled in college and got started. I ended up going to school for a little while for music. I'm very, I was all over the place at my younger years. I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. And actually, I fell into banking, and that's where I've stayed for a very long time. But now I get to help people in a different way, and I get to help you, which is makes me so feel so grateful. But... You know, that was another instance where I did crazy dieting. Like, I was drinking Slim Fast shakes twice a day. I was eating lots of vegetables. When I went in to enroll the first time into the military to go to the Army, because I knew that I was like a pound or two overweight, I took this stuff called Green Lightning, and it's like a diuretic that makes you poop, like crazy poop. And I'm talking poop. And I took it the day before and I pooped all night because I got rid of my water rate. I was to the point where I was so dehydrated when I went in, but I passed. But then two weeks later, when I went to ship out, I ended up being three pounds overweight, which ended up being water weight. Cause the next day when I stepped on the scale, guess what? Those pounds were gone. But it just makes me think of how all of these instances, one, I've ruined my metabolism by doing unhealthy things, and two, I was doing crazy, I was doing crazy diet, dieting, crazy, like the whole Green Mountain thing to lose weight is nuts, and how if we continue to do these horrible things to our body, that one, we're going to gain the weight back, and two, we're ruining our body because we're putting it through lots of distress, and your body is not meant to go through that type of distress, and how doing all of these things culminated to, culminated to gaining the weight back and then not being able to lose the weight at all. And so, as an adult and a 43-year-old adult, I'm currently, I'm repairing my body and fixing my body to fix what I have done my whole life, which was ruining my body and taking care of it the way that it should be taken care of. And in doing so, teaching my children how to take care of their body. You know, my daughter said the one day to me, I need to go on a diet. And I said, why? And she said, because I am fluffier than other people. And that's why we shouldn't, one, compare ourselves to others. But two, I said, you don't need to go on a diet. You just need to choose healthy foods, move more, and that's it. And you will lose the weight and you'll keep it off if, as long as you maintain those healthy habits. You will be a healthy human being. Having a little bit of fluff on you doesn't make you unhealthy, period. So thank you so much for watch, listening. My name is Cozy Clark. You can catch me on a couple different avenues. You can catch me at Facebook, Cozy Clark. You can catch me on Instagram and TikTok, at Cozy Clark. And you can sign up for my newsletter at www.cozyclark.com. 
thank you so much for listening to Worth Weight. My name is Cozy Clark, and you have a fantastic day.